when I was going through my dark days, yeah, uh, and, and it happens, I I would drive and listen to YouTube after video, YouTube after video of just positive motivation, positive affirmations, even when it's like this is the dumbest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to a place that I'm in this hell, and you know, hearing it in the background was just small little chicks at the chinks at the armor that they're just kind of like chipping away at. So. Sure. Listening to this podcast, I, I just want to say it from the standpoint of you might be listening, not doing anything yet, but this is what you need to be hearing today to just get you one inch closer to maybe tomorrow making a, a move. Welcome to the Playing Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Dillingham, and me and my co-host, Mason Eddie, will be diving past the surface level stories that are filled with adversity and hardship to unfold real life lessons and overcome life's biggest challenges. We believe that facing struggles and pain is out of our control, but how we endure and overcome is something that is. You're listening to Playing Injured. To another episode of Plain Injured, I'm here with my good friend Mike Churchillo. And Mike, uh, please tell me, uh, man, we've had a journey of getting to know each other. Yes, we have. Yeah. So, welcome to the podcast. Thanks Appreciate for coming it. on. Appreciate um, it. Would love to uh, dive in. We got a ton to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> we were catching up before this, and it was literally like this could be a nine hour exactly. conversation. Exactly. Which direction do we want it to go? Yeah. As well, that's what happens when you get two people that are passionate. Yeah. And, uh, very cool. Um, so, a little bit um, where I think where I just want to start is I want to hear a little bit about, um, you know, kind of your, uh, your, what you think is your like biggest, one of the biggest injuries sure. that you faced. Sure. Uh, set the context, okay. and then we'll kind of come back and we'll start moving through things, have some fun, have a conversation about makes that. Makes total sense. I guess before I get going, big shout out to you guys. You know, I, I love what you guys are doing with this podcast. I think this the concept of playing injured, you know, it really does hit all of us on a lot of different levels. So it might not just be the physical side of it. Um, so keep doing what you're doing, man. Uh, you got a huge fan over on this side of the table. Well, at least we got one fan. Exactly. Actually, we have... We have three because my me, my co-host, and you. There you go. We got three fans. You can't so. even include the wife. That, that's <laughs> yeah, no, no, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Um, no, so really, congratulations, Thanks. you guys. Um, was, as far as a specific injury to me, you know, I wasn't a, a collegiate athlete. I didn't break five feet until freshman year of high school. I have really dainty wrists, um, so I just didn't fit that mold. Um, I wanted to be, but yeah, I was going to yeah. say you were probably mentally and emotionally 100%. wanting to be that. You just God didn't give you the, the yes. athletic ability. That's exactly. <laughs> yeah, my, my parents wouldn't let me play football. They thought I was going to get hurt. And then halfway through, my friends quit. And I, I fought to play, so I stayed in it all four years. But anyways, um, awesome. yeah, as far as me, I, I kind of relate it back to kind of like we were saying. You know, injury doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Um, for me, unfortunately, at um, my mid-20s, I lost my best friend completely unexpectedly, Eric A.Y. Um, and that really sent my life into um, the direction that it's at today. Um, I didn't know it at the time, and I don't think that... Most people do know that you're going through this lesson and you're growing. You see this, you only see the negative sides of it. So 
Um, and I also think it was the, the timing of it. So I, we mentioned this a little bit earlier. I think for most people, the injury is one thing, but it's the time that that happened in your life is also another, right? Mm-hmm. It could be at the tail end of your, your professional career, of your collegiate career, and you don't have a plan done or ready to go. What's your next step? So that really throws you down that tailspin. Um, you could be at a really positive point in your life where you immediately take the benefits out of it, or you could be at a negative side where it just sends you down to that tailspin even, even further. So, you know, I think there's this, when I think about that, Mike, um, my mentor has always told me, he's like, Mason, you're either in a storm, going through a storm or coming out of a storm in life. That. Yeah. Isn't it true? It's like so well, so everybody well right now could identify with one of those and, stages. Absolutely. And, and, and also just understanding that your life is going to go in and out of those stages. No so, matter what. Exactly. So just knowing that you can, that this isn't permanent good and bad is just a big thing. Either on the good side, it helps you stay in the moment and say that this isn't going to last. So I really want to enjoy this and get all the love and positivity out of it or the bad of just, it gives you, there is going to be a light. I might not be able to see it, but that light's there and I'm going to keep powering through. So, so yeah, I mean, that's so true. So let's unpack that a little bit and kind of talk about how that started to shape some of the direction of your life. Totally. Totally. Yeah. So I think at that time, situationally, I I was in, um, my family had a contract manufacturing business and we ran that for 10, 11, almost, yeah, 11 years. Um, and, and so I think at that time, um, we were, if anyone listening is in contract manufacturing, you, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, got, no I, I get your life. You know, it is not for the weary. It is not, I mean, running a business isn't for the weary, but now you yeah. amplify that when it gets, well, and that's how we met. Cause I was working in supply chain and that's how we got connected. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's where you kind of saw, you know, that, um, that initial, I feel like like-minded people are drawn to each other. So I felt like we connected where it's regardless if we're going to do business through these organizations, there's just something here of how do I help you? How do you help me you know, well, yeah, and you support just, each other? You, you know, and, 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 and maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but in that space, there's, there's not a lot of people that are your age. Sure. One. Sure. And then two, who really just, um, just have the really, the, in my opinion, the right uh, ethics and morals that are really focused on. I just felt like there's a genuineness and a realness about you. Appreciate that. Um, as we hit some of the roadblocks out of the gates. Sure. And you were just brought it all on the table. You never hit anything. You were straight up. Appreciate it. And uh, and it just attracted me because, you know, in life we can we can put on a mask so quickly Easily. and we can hide so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So I just. I, I, I really appreciate that. And I think that it's you. I think that's where we're kind of um, we're, we're products of what we've been kind of trained to do. Right. And I feel like in high school, everything, your education system, everything was always you, you wanted to conform from the standpoint of if you weren't the first to raise your hand or you didn't have that answer the quickest or if your answer was different, you held it back because that's not what everyone said. Yeah. And then I felt like once I got into college, it started to shift kind of at that midway point of now you're going into your career and now it turns from conform to compare. Now it's that guy was in my class. That's my roommate. He's got this great job. I don't. They've got a house. I don't. They've got kids. I don't. You know, it's you compare yourself and you're just dropping yourself further and further back. And what we're going to talk about is that's all the stuff that makes you unique. You're not meant to have that house yet because you need that drive for something more or you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's like really fascinating where this you kind of beat yourself up mentally, but that's what makes you shine. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing. Like quit comparing your 
worst to somebody else's best, yep. why don't you start comparing? If you want to do a little bit of comparison, it's like, what am I really good at that other people don't Bingo. have? Bingo. Bingo. And what it. is I'm bringing? Yep. So let's come back. You're yeah, talking sure. about kind of your sure, where I was at at then, the time. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So at that time, yeah, we're, we're going through the contract manufacturing with that had multiple different times where we were turning around that company, whether changing the business model, getting into new equipment, you, you name it. Um, and at that same time, I was also trying to search for my passion. So um, this concept of passion with payment is what you're going to keep hearing. And I realized that was what was driving me. And I guess where I came from, from an injury standpoint, is you've had this dark time start to come through with a friend passing. You're not really sure where you're going, you know, what that means. How can this happen to you? And then on the other side of it, you've got something where you're not 100% sure this is, you know, I don't love manufacturing, but it started to kind of show me that, again, this, this, uh, the way I looked at things, really important. Uh, for example, I'm not passionate about contract manufacturing, but yet why am I here from 5.30 a.m. till 9.30 a.m., 9.30 p.m.? You know, why is that happening? I was finding that subconsciously I had motivators that were important, not manufacturing, but job security for my employees, getting my family on the back to solid ground. These were the things that I didn't even know were motivating me, but that's why you're up at, you know, 4 a.m. to make it there at yeah. 5, 5.30 a.m. So that's kind of where I was coming from. Yeah, you know, this is a really good point, Mike. I think when you look at, um, you know, what do we love and like, what are we passionate about? It's really interesting to dissect that a little bit because like what I love is my like wife. Sure. What I'm passionate about is like a lot of times it's, it's something that can give, give that emotion back. Like it's hard to be passionate about a piece of machinery sure, right. or like, a, right. you know what I mean? Right, right. Because it can't intrinsically give you that back. Sure. So it's like, there's not a trade-off. In mentoring and coaching, like you'll relate to this, but like I love to help people. Mm-hmm. We, you love yeah. to help people. Oh, yeah. But there's a break point where if it's not life giving, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. It's really lopsided. That's where charity comes into play. You just totally. give. Totally, totally. Yeah. Right. But if you're trying to mentor and coach, it's got to be life giving. And I think when we try to put this box of like love, I, do I love it? You are discovering that it's not about the, the business I'm in as much. Right. Like right. it's not about contract manufacturing. It's about finding what I really, where, where that life giving pieces. And that's really important because I think when you realize is when you're at at step one, position A, and you just want to get to B, whether that's a mental strength, you want to improve a physical attribute of yours, whatever it is, a hobby. I think one of the biggest things is learning that that's kind of that process is um, figuring it out along the way and, and not looking at things in always such a negative way of it kind of like drops you down of. No, it's another reason why you shouldn't pursue this. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of take that and kind of roll with it and try to make it of kind of put my own spin on it. And yep. what for the longest time your own spin was maybe saw as a negative. I just, that's what I want to get to people early in their careers because the quicker I would have realized that these different answers that I have is exactly what's going to make me successful. I feel like I could have sparked that and um, stoked that flame a little bit earlier. So let's get into that. Sure. So how, what are you doing now? Sure. Um, I mean, you got all kinds of things going on. You literally have three different companies you're now yeah. you're, you're working on. <laughs> yeah, right? yep, exactly. And they all kind of stem out of this, this struggle. Right. Um, so walk us through some of the things you're working on now that you got to hear. Totally. Yeah, I, I think so. That's I did, I did a lot of kind of taking a step back and figuring out, well, what's my drivers, you know, and, and what I'm realizing it's it's within all of us. We just got to filter it out. Our brains are really strong filters. I use this concept all the time, but you see a car commercial for the first time. Then all of a sudden you drive the next day and you start seeing that car everywhere. 
that car was always on the road. Your mind just filtered it out, focusing on something else, a to-do list item. So the moment that you your brain became aware of it, now it didn't filter it out anymore. So you start seeing that car or hearing that song all over the place. Mm. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm just trying to kind of get to is that uh, that lens life, if you will. What, walk us through that lens life a sure. little bit. Um, so it's this concept that has just really been speaking to me, and it's, it goes back to this injury. So um, the lens life concept is basically anything that hits you in life, you can look at it from two lenses. And just the, there's a lot of different shades, but there's an extreme. Love and fear, good and bad, positive, negative, motivating, detrimental. Hmm. And again, there's different shades in there. You know, when you say love, it might not be strictly love, but empathy, compassion, thinking a good thought. You know, you can kind of like look at it from a good place versus a negative place. So what I realize is everything that hits you in life, it really is just up for interpretation. I just believe that earth life is school for our souls. So I think that basically every day we're going through these different issues, extreme or really small, that test us as either a way for us to look at it from a negative or a positive. So really small example, can't find my keys or this person is, is wait, you know, make me wait for this meeting, chance for you to learn patience. And if you can look at it from that way, you can kind of spin it into a way of I'm learning patience and now let me go shoot this email off versus this is BS, he doesn't respect me, I, why am I even here that same meeting is going to happen. But now you're coming from a place of, I'm angry, I'm not productive, my arms are, are crossed, you proved to me to pull me out of the shell versus the other side. That is so freeing. It is. It is so freeing to think, like for me as a Christian, we call that in a biblical sense, like sanctification. Sure. Right? Being sanctified every day. And it's kind of this continual uh, realization that it's not about me. It's not all about me. It's not. And, and when you go from that kind of selfish to selflessness perspective, you start to realize that it's not about, here's, here's what I think I'm hearing from this. It's not about getting to the finish line and saying, look how good I am. Right. It's about getting to the finish line and saying, look at all these people that helped get, get me there. Bingo. And that's right. at, least, at least if that's what makes you tick, right? right. That's what makes me, that's sure. what makes you tick. Some right. people, it might just be completely money so they can do something bigger right. with their life. That's fine. You just got to figure it out. And it. And that's the beauty. It doesn't matter if it's, I want to be Mother Teresa level helping people out, or I just want to have a jumbo jet, you know, my name, like, or I just want to live comfortably, or I don't want the creditors calling me, you know, your motivation is to you. So don't hide from that. Even if it doesn't sound great to the outside world, it doesn't matter. It's, it's what drives you, what gets you up. So, so now you, you take this lens perspective yep, yep. and now you got this, you know, the, the business in the background, the contract manufacturing business. And then, so now what's, sure. what's happening? Sure. So now I mold to? that into, I've got a couple things going on. So I'm the owner of Collaborative Consulting. Um, so that is a way for us. Let me take a step back. Essentially, my mission is just to help good-hearted hustlers. That's it. That's <laughs> all I want to do. Good-hearted hustlers, take get them from one point, get them to the next point, just move the needle forward. That's mm-hmm. my true goal if I try to break it down to its foundation. Cool. Through that, I have two couple different avenues or vehicles to let me do that. If you're an organization, that's where collaborative consulting comes in. So there, we're a sustainable and scalable sales development um, program and training. We're we're essentially working with family businesses where the owner is predominantly the main sales guy, if not the only sales guy. No one else is as good at selling at them because they don't know the culture and it's this black magic. I live that life. I'm going to come from an owner's perspective when I was doing this for the contract manufacturing. 
And we're going to help just get that down. We're going to document your process. So really important, I think I sure. want to just call out in this is that you were an own, like you were you were in ownership of your own company. Sure. Yeah. For exactly. A decade. I, yeah. I was the uh, I was operations manager for about six years. So I spent half my career on the operations floor and then took over as president and uh, director of sales for the back end for the last four years. Cool. So you, you had this owner mentality through everything that you did, regardless totally. if you were a family business, you know, you, you had this attitude of, I just want to make sure my employees are, are happy and, you know, yep. the and the biggest issue then on the front, on the other side, what you're, you're solving, at least from my perspective as an entrepreneur is scaling. Exactly. How exactly. do I scale? Exactly. When I'm the expert. Bingo. Bingo. So okay. if it's, if it's all down to one person and usually that owner is, a, is also someone very integrated into the operations. So they're not even fully selling. If they were just selling, they could probably scale, but they're not fully selling. They're just, it's not part of the, the rest of the business to run. So I come in, dictate really your culture, your process, prospecting scripts, train up, get ready to make this thing a scalable um, operation. But then that taps in my other passion, which is to bring in entrepreneurs. So I'm working with colleges, next-gen entrepreneur programs, and I'm trying to connect them to be the farm system. So to me, an entrepreneur is an all-star employee. That's the one where give them the tools, get out of their way. Because they will figure it out. And there's entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs out there. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I was pretty happy with that one the other day. I, oh, I was on another call and mentioned it. Yeah. So, But I think that that's what we're trying to kind of flush through is we really want the hustlers out there. Connect them to good-hearted hustling. Let's companies. say it this way. You're looking for A players stuck in a B game. Love that. That are that are the next generation. Exactly. Company. Exactly. Right. Whether they know it or not. Right. Internally. They might, but I can help them develop, get there. But it's really just to get... the. A, a hustler connected to a hustler organization. So, and I think the other thing you're doing, similar to what we're doing actually with our, our companies too that we're growing, is you're kind of taking the person that's not extremely like, I want to run a, or I want to, um, I want to be an employee corporate guy the rest of my life. I right. just want to work a job and everything outside of that is lame and stupid right. and right. It's never going to work. But you're also not talking to the person who's like, I'm going to sleep in my parents' car. Bingo. I'm going to be the next, you know, Elon Musk. Exactly. You're playing that middle ground. Exactly. How do you get someone to that? Right. Yep. You know, so that that's really where we focus. And, and honestly, I we were mentioned earlier, unfortunately, millennials have this no call, no show in them. Like it's it's acceptable. Anyone listening, it's not. You know, as a business <laughs> owner, it is not. So, but I also, while I want to develop people to give them that skills, if you're coming through my program, you're not going to be a no call, no show. But I also want to work with that. So if that millennial happens or they no call, no show, that company calls up my company. We immediately start answering RFQs. We start, we pick up because we wrote the process. We pick back up while we find you another candidate is the, the concept. Wow. So you're taking full responsibility Total. for these companies Total. in terms of their scaling process. Exactly. You drop back to us. So you keep focusing on your business. Is yeah. what, what, we're the backstop, basically. So Brilliant. that's collaborative consulting. That's how I'm helping organizations. And through that, on the sales and marketing arm of church consulting, which is my dad's consulting company, 30 seconds here. It's really cool. He's basically taking this A-team of semi-retired, retired CEOs Fiat Chrysler, ITW, uh, Joy Global, that aren't ready to go golf and have this incredible experience and want to give back in the world. So he's taking this segment of the world of these business owners and executives, bring them down to the mid-size company level, 50 million to 150 million. Can't afford to have the CEO of ITW looking at your financials and helping you get out of this mess, but now we're able to. We're able to bring it down to affordables. 
so much expertise there, so much experience. Right. So and and yet you got this generation of the baby boomers who are struggling for to get into retirement because they're used to working their guts out every day. They're up at four a.m. anyways. Yeah. They they need to do something, and, and golf isn't. They want to give back now. They yeah. don't. They're not in it for the money. So it's this really cool um, consulting group that I'm just honored to be a part of to help them get out there. We're honestly right now looking for the turnarounds, the distress companies, because we feel like you need our help first before someone that's just trying to scale and grow. So we're trying to be selective with who we work with here, just so we can make sure that we're bringing these resources to the families that need them the most. You know, a book that parallels that topic is called uh, The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. Gonna restart reading it. And it is. So it's this guy's name's Pendar. And then Joe comes in and Pendar is, in my mind, the baby boom. The guy you're talking about that just wants to give. He's created success. He's built a network, helped other people, and he just wants to give back. Bingo. I'm going to read that book. I love that. Yeah. I'm all about, uh, yeah, it's a different topic. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, yeah. So that's collaborative consulting. So if you're an organization, that's how I'm going to help you. That's my vehicle. On the personal side, that's where it's collective flow. So I'm the co-owner with my soon-to-be beautiful wife, Jess. Mm. Um, Now, this is a personal development company. So... I'm a personal trainer. I've been teaching yoga for the last four years. Jess is a certified yoga tra- yoga instructor. We're, what we do is we start you off on the fitness side. We Number one, get you to train yourself as an athlete. Live this life of intention. You're not just going to the gym. There's a reason. We're training for something. We have checkpoints. It's a very competition-based fitness program. Mm-hmm. From there, once you get through that, we start to work in the mindfulness side. Can I pause there for a second? Yeah. So stage one is kind of helping you... Um, helping you understand what you are. Like, why are you working out? Yeah, What's the purpose exactly, of this gym? Exactly. But you don't have to be this high caliber athlete. Not at all. You, you could be just this average Joe, at least in your mind, but you're going to help identify why Why are you doing this? Right. So you're the playing injured. This, whoever's listening here, the athletes, you guys are further along than the most of the world because you guys get what commitment is and dedication and discipline and you're in this mindset of an athlete. Mm-hmm. That's a huge difference maker in the world. So there's most people out there where I'm not an athlete. I, I would never even consider myself an athlete. That's a mentality that is a big difference maker to me, success or not. So I'm trying to turn people into, I don't care if you're just, if your first month goal is to walk around the block under 10 minutes, you're an athlete training. So every day we get up, you're training for that one month goal. And we're just going to start to Beautiful. build the muscles as we get there. So that's what stage one is to mentally, mentally get as yourself, see yourself as an athlete, build that confidence. Now we shift you into more mindfulness, living a life with intention. When you're talking to Mason, I'm not thinking about the next thing I'm trying to say. I'm listening to you so I can add on and build to this relationship. One of the best things I've learned from being now hosting a podcast is how to shut up and listen (laughs) actively. Yeah. Yeah. Like as you're talking here, I'm jotting down things because I got to be thinking about how to direct the conversation, lead the conversation, but I have to also be hearing what you're saying in order to do that. Totally. And that if you're, I bet your life is advancing, your relationships are advancing outside of the podcast because of this experience that you're having. Yeah. Lens life. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at things like this now doesn't become a passion fuel for you and how to touch people. It's also helping you sharpen your skills outside of it. Oh, totally selfish. Yeah. Totally (laughs) selfish. Because now I get free consulting. Totally. 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 I just got three business ideas. There you go. (laughs) Fantastic. So yeah. So, so that's where that's phase two is now we live this mentality, your mindfulness now. And the way I look at it is first we're focusing on your physical muscles. Now we're mental muscles. And that all leads into really what is everything for me is passion with payment, trying to get people 
align with what their energy source is. So that answer's in there throughout everyone that's listening or anyone that's out there that wants to improve. It's in there. We just got to filter through this mind to figure out what it is that makes you tick. And if you commit yourself and go through physical pain and stay with it, now you shifted and worked on your mental muscles. You're going to find that answer to now say, it's these words, these feelings that are helping me, that, that make me passionate. So how do I go into an industry that accentuates that? And that's what I help with. So this is good. I think one of the things that I've, um, you know, we've been super blessed to have great mentors. Um, you know, we have a mastermind group of about 15 individuals that my wife and I spend time with who are all on track to step into early retirement in their thirties, right? Ridiculous yeah, results, wow. right? Really right? Stretching me so uncomfortable half the time I'm talking to them. <laughs> uh, but I'm a big fan of mastermind, but what I'm a bigger fan of is somebody like Mike stepping into my life when I'm 23, 24, 25 and believing in me before I believe in myself. That's fair. And that's what I think you're doing here is you're kind of saying, hey, I believe in you. I see potential in you. Yeah. And know what? I want you to prove it to yourself for just through the physical side first. And then as you prove that, we're going to strip away all the dirt and the doubt and the disbelief and all this conditioning you've had of all these failures you had in life. And I'm going to pick up what you got. It's amazing. You're you're nailing it. And then once you're there, now you're in a space to really see this life of abundance that you didn't even think you could have had. When we, if we try to talk about what do you want to do passion wise that you're, you're interested in, you're not even thinking of what your possibilities could be, right? So we need to get you into this, break those physical barrier ceilings in your mind to then break the mental barriers. And now you're in a space to really see, I can be a millionaire. You see, most people say that, like, not me, right? I've got bills. I can't even pay my phone off in time, you know, before it breaks. You know, so right, right. it's this, we've been accustomed to not expecting abundance. And I'm flipping it saying, you've been through however many years on earth of maybe hell, maybe great times, but you've been through enough pain. You deserve this abundance. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to just kind of help you get there mentally to now be willing to accept it. Can I get at a little bit of a passion of mind that's totally, tied to this? Totally. Something I've realized recently. I think what happens in people's lives is they they think that, oh, if I just do the right thing, then all these good things are going to happen to me. And that's kind of this karma idea. What I think actually happens is, hey, if you just do the right thing and you realize what the right thing is and you get on that track, life's going to hit you hard. Yeah. Crap's going to happen. Yep. You're it's going you're going to be stretched because you're ready for it. Yeah. And then what's going to happen is it's going to mold you into the person that you should become. Totally. And that's what you have to realize. Just because you're doing the right thing, you might have had a tough life by doing the right thing. You're nailing this. Right? Yeah. yeah. You're absolutely nailing it. And I, those are lessons I wish I would have had earlier. Totally. Because when I'm in the thick of it in a manufacturing turnaround situation, none of this is a lesson for me. Right? This is, woe is me. No one gets how hard I <laughs> yeah. have it. Right? Yeah. But if I my mentality then would have been... I'm not saying it's all sugar and, and roses and, and dandelions. It's it's pain. It's hell. Yeah. But if you look at it from the lens of it's because it's building me to something that I don't even know yet, you at least gives you that extra dig deep gusto to keep working and keep going. And you need to do that sometimes by yourself. You know, you got to have that in you. So it just that's a, just another arrow in your quiver to help you keep going is what I'm trying. Stage three. Mm-hmm. You talked about this earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Passion with payment. Yeah. Talk us about that. Yeah, so that is something that I've been, it's been going in my head for over a decade here of just this term of passion with payment. I just always wanted to join what I would do for free and get paid to do it. 
And mm-hmm. you always hear people, you do what you love, you never work a day of your mm-hmm. life. You know, I love that saying and I hate that saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? I love it when you Good for you. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. It's this, it's like, this, like, you, way bro. to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's, for me, and I, I, it's this concept that I just knew if I really want to make a difference in this world, I have to be doing something that I would do like this. Like, I would do this on a Saturday, like we're doing, like, I would just do it at my time because I... It gives me energy, right? right? Even when I'm dog tired, I can go do that and keep going. Exactly. So that is when I feel like people really hit their true potential. I could be physically fit with a six pack. I could be meditating every day, but I don't feel like I'll hit that total completeness until I'm doing something I love. And this all came full circle to me is I, I met my wife, my soon to be wife here, when I finally made this decision to go after what I want to do. And I'm not going to worry about Tinder and Bumble and all of this. Like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And my wife is going to join me on that on that journey. So it was a very big eye opener of, I was taught this lesson a couple of years ago. When there's something that you love so much, the danger of it is going, is finding the balance between focus and strangling it. So focus is saying, I love that. I want it at that time. I want to find my love of the life. You know, that's what it was. But you start to strangle in it, strangle it when you put too much emphasis and pressure on it. So what you need to do is take that pressure off. Let that flow of energy come back. And it was, you know, whether that's financial, I need more money. I need more money. You're not going to get it because you're put, it went from positive to a negative. Now you put too much stress on it versus that abundance of money's out there. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. I'm not hurting anyone. I'm living a life for integrity. It will come. You made a point earlier, though, about some people think that it's it just kind of will naturally happen. There's a big difference here, and this is why your athletes will get this. You could want something, but if you're going to go and just go watch Facebook, and you're not going to get there. Mm-hmm. So there's two elements of going through it and say, I'm willing to. I believe in it more, more than you do, that I'm willing to go through more hell than you are. And that's where your athletes get that. Well, and check this out. If you're listening to this podcast... And you're not implementing some of the things you're learning. Stop listening. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's the point? Well, like, that's uh, not. Let me take that. Let me. Let me. You have a different perspective. Just from the standpoint of when I was going through my dark days. Yeah. Uh, and and it happens. I I would drive and listen to YouTube after video, YouTube after video of just positive motivation, positive affirmations. Even when it's like this, is the dumbest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to a place that I'm in this hell, and you know. Hearing it in the background was just small little chicks at the chinks at the armor that they're just kind of like chipping away at. So sure. listening to this podcast, I, I just want to say it from a standpoint of you might be listening, not doing anything yet, but this is what you need to be hearing today to just get you one inch closer to maybe tomorrow making a, a move. Got it. So what you're saying is if you're not ready to implement, keep listening Bingo. so that the subconscious mind is getting Bingo. trained. And Bingo. eventually when you do need it, it will kick in. Yeah. Because I'm a big believer of when you physically start to go after something, it's because your body or mind is saying, I don't have enough. I have the skill sets now. Yeah. If I didn't, I wasn't ready to do a personal training and, and per, business development business because I had skill sets I need to learn. Yeah. During this career, this job that wasn't directly on my passion, but what I'm finding is that if you're focused, if I knew five years ago this is where I was headed, I would have dove into different concepts more, meaning maybe I would have dove more into our financials. Instead of working with my sister, the CFO on them, I would have maybe learned that more because I would realize that I need that. I need to be an ace when I run my own company. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. I would have looked at my job different because it would have been, how do I get the tools to get me to where I want to go? That's what life of intention is. 
I love that. So just to recap, we got collaborative consulting, church consulting, and then collective, collective flow. flow. Yep. And these are the three different Those companies. Are the three avenues that I'm, I'm helping out the world. I, I'm, I'm also speaking, doing speaking engagements. I'm going to speak to a Northeastern University's entrepreneur class next week. Awesome. Um, and I just, again, I'm just trying to help out hustlers and inspire and just tell you that, you know, if you're listening to this and you think that there's more to your life, there is, mm-hmm. and, and you can get there, keep listening. And it's this concept I think we've mentioned a few times, and I'll, I'll be quiet after this, the weakest link. And this is important to anyone listening. You, I had this concept of I always want to be the weakest link with my family, my friends, whoever it was. And the concept was is that if you go through a race of sumo wrestlers, you're going to be, you know, you'll be the fastest. You'll win. All right. Good. If I'm doing a race with Olympic sprinters and I'm the slowest, yeah, and I've, I've heard this before, but you might not win, but your time's faster. So my concept was I want to surround myself with the Mason Eddies of the world where I'm the weakest link because I know I'm hustling. So if I'm hustling and feeling the weakest link, I'm getting pulled yep. by the people around me. So part of it is keep listening to these types of podcasts, get in your head and say, I can get that abundance, but now look at your group around you. Are you the fastest or are you the slowest? Because if you're the fastest, start to reach out to Masons and start to reach out to me and get into different groups to get that inspiration. Can I add that? Take that to the next level, Absolutely. in my opinion. My opinion is is that for sure, is that you need you need a group of individuals that are stretching you. Yep. That's what I call a mastermind group. Sure. They're gonna stretch you. Love that. And then I had think you need a group of individuals that are on a similar journey as you and kind of where you're at and going in the same direction. And then what you're doing, which we're doing, is you need a group of people you're pulling up. Yep. Because then you're taking what you're learning. You're acting on it and you're, and then you're teaching it. Totally. And if you're constantly doing that in life, that's a great growth mechanism, right? That's a great flow of growth as collective flow. Look at that. I see that? that? Well done. Wait a minute. Boom. Boom. Hey, yeah. Before we wrap up, who are you then? Like you talk about these concepts of pulling it out of other people. Totally. But what about you? Sure, sure. You, I think a great there? question. So yeah, I, I'm. So walk the walk has been a big conversation in my head. It can, mm-hmm. Words, you know, anything that I do here, it's all stuff that I personally have gone through that helped me. So walk the walk is really big. Um, so one of the things that I'm going to try to help you develop, get to, is try to boil this passion, this energy source, out into words. So mm-hmm. for me, my words came into empathy. As a young kid, it was just something that I always was. A door needed to be open, held open for someone. Someone needed a chair moved out or needed something from the family. I was the first to jump up and get it. Just who I am. I love that. So empathy was number one. That was my driver. Two, my situation. I've gone through turnarounds and distressed companies and really rounded out my business acumen skill sets. So it's my resourcefulness of going from I want to be a yoga studio, but I can't take that. that I I can't open up a yoga studio because I can't pay for that rent. Well, you can do on-site yoga. There's different ways that you can go about it. So resourcefulness. And the third one is reliability. I don't get up at 5 a.m. or 4 a.m. for myself, but if I have a personal training client starting at 5 a.m., I'm up at 3.45. You don't need an alarm, up like a rocket. Yeah, one of the things things we talked about and I think is so true is that we will no show ourselves in a minute. Love that. But we will not no show other people if we're if we have that reliability. Exactly. Right. And once I put the spotlight on those are your drivers. Yeah. That's why I'm the rest of the world telling me, Mike, focus on one business. You know, you, you, but I'm, I, I, why not me? I want to be a shark. Why right. not me? Until someone proves it differently, I feel like I can be a shark. So I. But they're absolutely right. You got to have focus. So that's why I think I'm able to do this because all of that. Collective flow, church consulting, collaborative consulting, all that flows into empathy, resourcefulness, and reliability. And those are all just avenues for me to get that fulfillment in life and join passion with payment. 
Wow. Unbelievable. Um, there's so much we could talk about. Yeah, we like, might just have to cut another one in like totally. you know, six months. Let's do it. Yeah, uh, two weeks. Yeah. I'm yeah. Ready. I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready I'm to ready rock. Ready to come back, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, tell us, tell us, kind of um, who who might want to get. Um, I guess who listening. Um, they probably already identified why they might want to get in touch sure. with you, but how would they get in touch with you? And then kind of just a reminder of what ways you might be able to help some individuals. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. yeah so, um, if you want to get in touch with me, Mike, M I K E at collaborative crew, C R E W.com. And um, we'll put that in the notes. Awesome. Thank so you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Mike at collaborative crew would be the best way to get, get in touch with me. And that's going to be, um, whether you're an organization, typically I'm going to be working with family businesses, or again, the owner is the main salesperson and they're ready to scale or want a sustainable approach to scaling. Um, I'd be helping you there. Mostly if, here in Milwaukee, right? Milwaukee to Chicago okay. is kind of where I'm, that's my sweet spot. Yep. Um, now, if you're a larger organization and you're interested in the CEO level support, the C-suite level support, again, get in touch with me. That's going to be 50 to 150 million. You might be in a turnaround situation, don't have any kids coming in that you don't have a succession program and you want to maximize the value of your company. That's where we shine. And if you're a baby boomer and you're listening to this, call me. I want to buy you dinner because <laughs> I love you exactly. for being cutting edge. <laughs> exactly. That's great. Uh, and then as far as personal, if there's, I mean, it doesn't matter where you're at. If you're, hey, I want a program. I'm, I'm working out, but I want more of a reason why. I want to be this athlete. We can help you there. If you're just trying to figure out what this mindfulness and yoga thing is, we can help you there. And if you've got those already locked in already, and I know that, but what's my it? I'm ready to attack, but I don't know what it is. Give me a call and we'll, we'll talk through, or at least give you some tools that I've used. I'm again, just trying to help good hearted hustlers. That's it. I got to do this. This is phenomenal. Tell me about number two university. <laughs> okay. Um, and then we're ending yeah, on Yeah, right, fair enough. So number two you, um, that is something that I'm going to be bringing into it for this hustlers as we get into that kind of career development. Um, Hold on. Yeah. Everybody listening, number two university, take a minute, try to guess, put it on pause, try <laughs> to guess what it is. It's something everybody does, hopefully every day. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So if you guess it correctly, number two university has to do with poop. Um, so, <laughs> poop. so, so um, what I started to do was to figure out how to move my needle forward. I started looking at every time I went to the bathroom, I started just tracking my time. I'm a nut, super reflective. And I was tracking my time and realized when I go to the bathroom, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, not advancing my life. I do this every day. So I just made a commitment to take one, <laughs> one bathroom break. Um, or if you do one a day, just next time you go to Facebook, take that time, go to YouTube. The first thing in your gut that tells you that you're passionate about learning, go learn about it. It could be cues for a certain lift. It could be some sort of psychology, whatever it is. It's anything. Go do that. You will watch that five minute, 10 minute video. You do this every single day. You'll be amazed at how much in one week you'll be knowledgeable on a project or on a subject. And if you can really determine, I am passionate about this or ah, I'm sick of seeing that same video. So it's just one of the techniques that we'll, we'll use if you get to that career portion of it. So thanks for asking on that. Yeah, number two, you eventually going to trademark that. So. <laughs> <laughs> better, uh, better get on it, man. Yeah. Hey, appreciate you coming on. It was a great discussion, and uh, I know it added a ton of value to the listeners. I'm a huge fan of yours. What you guys got going over here, EDGC, you guys are just rocking it. I'm trying to just support you and be just like you. So let's let's help each other out. Amen, brother. Very cool. Thanks for listening to the show. Our brand design and strategy is by Tessa at fivefootstudio.com. 
You can also find her on Instagram at Five Foot Studio. Go ahead and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And please give us feedback. We want to hear from you. We want to hear your thoughts. And most importantly, keep playing injured.